Um, hi guys, welcome to the Football Talk podcast where we talk about most things Chelsea and all things football. Today we have a special guest around the neighbor. As Arsenal supporter, we've got a very special guest for us. We've got Musa Mido. How are you doing, dude? I'm right, bro. I'm right, bro. Uh, I mean, Arsenal are taking the title, so I don't know about you, Chelsea boys. Uh, you see, yeah, when, I, when uh, I said rowdy, I knew what I was talking about. You see, this is the rowdy <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, uh, just in case you didn't know, today we are kicking off our what to expect. But from the Arsenal perspective, we've been hitting what we consider the top clubs. And yeah, we've got a proper spokesperson for Arsenal today to conduct our conversation. So that hopefully like last week with Dan, we get a deeper insight to how Arsenal goes. And yeah, we don't make any... um, Ill thought out remarks about the team. So, yeah. Um, Let's get straight to it. Musa, we're going to first talk about Arteta. We know that, like, ever since Arteta came, Arsenal's had, like, a fresh wind and, yeah, like, a second wind, rather, and everyone's excited about the boy. But, yeah, as, a, as an Arsenal fan, how do you feel about Arteta and, more specifically, like, the future of Arsenal? Uh, okay, so, for me, uh, Arteta, I always compare him to Una Emery and... You know, from the games that we've had, I mean, there's games, especially when you first entered in with no experience, right? There mm-hmm. were games where we would play under Unai, and you know, would would expect to draw to draw games, especially against like mid-table sides. We couldn't finish out games. I mean, um, there was a game against Bournemouth in the Premier League. I think Everton as well before mm-hmm. they got Carlo, and those are games where. Even if we played our best, we would expect to draw or lose the game. And 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 now there's a difference because obviously with the Teta he was he was under Pep and obviously one of the greatest managers in the game. And he's kind of brought that mentality back to Arsenal. I mean, uh you can even see it by the way by the way we're playing, even the way the players are conducting themselves, like even away from the pitch. Um so I guess he's brought that mentality, like that winning mentality from, from City and and Arsenal, to be honest, there's times where we actually look so flimsical and, you know, we used to say top four, top four club, that's all we, but that's really not the case because based on our history, we should be at the top. And he's kind of been like that guy who's saying, hey, you know what, guys, let's not settle for finishing uh, top four, top five, top six, and let's actually go and like try be champions. And obviously, I mean, it's it's just FA Cup that we just won. Uh, I know you guys say that that doesn't count, but a trophy is a trophy. Right, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, it starts there, and the players are believing more and more in themselves. 
top six, I mean, the top top six, like, score teams. We beat Liverpool City. Um, we beat you guys, Chelsea, yes. In the FA Cup. Go on. Yes. Go on. And obviously, I mean, it's, it's different in the Prem now, especially since... Um, I mean, it's different in the Prem now because now it's all about producing that uh, 38 games in a row. And that's, that's, that's something we yet to prove. But, I mean, obviously we got the momentum now and it's that type of season where we're in the process of rebuilding. As I said, um, I think I've said it before, it'll take like three to four years where we can actually like be genuine uh, contenders okay. for, for like the league. But it's that season where... Even though our building, anything can happen. Anything special can happen because the players believe they can do that. I think they don't fear. We don't fear playing against Chelsea or Liverpool anymore. We were like, okay, guys, yeah, we're already one foot back. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Now we're actually saying, okay, guys, we're going to Stamford Bridge to go and win a game. We're going to Liverpool at Anfield to go and win a game. We're going to Old Trafford to go and win a game. We're going to Etihad to go and win a game. So it's just, it's just that change of mentality where, where the boys are now just backing themselves. And, and yeah, hopefully we'll see first test uh, Liverpool tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, as I said, three to four years, genuine title contenders. But you never know within this time, especially if um, we get, like, our and party. Obviously, those are just rumours for now. I mean, strong rumours. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, that's, that's generally how I feel, yeah. Now that's an interesting take. Um, I I would like to agree with you where you said like Arsenal in general has more confidence. Like even with the way they play, I think Arteta has put in a bit more confidence in the team. They they look they they look like a threat again. And yeah, it's it's not a team that I would instantly go and say, yeah, um, it's a pushover. I mean, like obviously there's still that mentality in my head that at the end of the day it's still Arsenal. So as a as a derby as in a derby I'll still be like okay yeah we we should be beating Arsenal but I will accept that like yeah um this team has gotten stronger there have been improvements that are made like yeah like and I feel like Arteta is the right guy like you said he's been under Pip that can only mean good things you know so yeah I I totally agree with the fact that Arsenal has improved as much as it hurts me to say. Yeah, um, <laughs> we yeah we resonate. We do agree that like yeah, Arsenal is moving forward. Simba, what do you think? I, I agree with everyone. Um, yeah, I think both of you summed everything up. So um, I actually like for being the the rival fan. I was a bit I so to so I'm like in a similar way as. Lampard that he didn't have a lot of experience but then him working under Guardiola it was like okay he didn't really need that uh, that, that first job because he's already working under the one of the goats so he's already taking that to Arsenal so I've I've generally been impressed with them to be fair um he's brought that that passion that motivation that these Arsenal players now have so and it's actually uh, so I think last week I did watch Arsenal play was it Fulham? And I was I was actually quite 
fascinating. I was so I was happy to see them. I was like, wow, these guys are actually playing some positive and some good attacking football. And I was impressed, very impressed. So I'm happy with what he's done. I think let's get a couple more signings, like what um, Musa was saying. If they do get Awa, Pate, just a couple more signings, they could really threaten and actually start challenging. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how how they progress in the future. Like, yeah, I know. What? Come again? Chelsea, Chelsea fans are worried. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Worry, worry is a big word. Worry is a big word. Maybe concerned, but worry is a big word. That's. But you know what? Yeah, like it's it's facts like there is there is a bit of worry but like i don't like using the word worry because that makes it think like that makes it look like i don't sleep at night thinking about all uh, thing, thinking about how arsenal is going to be good now nah, that's not the case i'm just a little concerned Nah, just just a little concerned. that that's all i i still feel that chelsea can maintain the status as the best team in london but you know what? we're not we're not going into that today we're not that that's not what we're here for we're here to talk about just Arsenal. Exactly. <laughs> we're here to talk about just Arsenal. So, moving on to our second topic of the day. Musa, you mentioned that Arsenal could take three or four years to get to, for example, a title-winning squad. But just, okay, you said three to four years for a title-winning squad. What about a squad that is making Champions League? How long do you think it's going to take? And if... Is it going to happen this season? Um, interesting question. Uh, I think I do believe it's it's immediate within the not with like obviously within the next twelve months. Um, from what I've seen from within the camp, and you can only see like the small things. I know rival fans will always say, uh, you know, Arsenal, you know. But you can actually, it's something that I see from within the camp where obviously, I mean, we've, we've been saying it, we've been saying it like obviously, like the guys, obviously, they now back themselves to do it. And it's not as if Arsenal don't have uh, players or quality players. I mean, obviously, not, some, not, not, not a lot of world class players, but they do have good players inside. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the thing with good players, what you can do is just provide a good team. That can challenge. And right now, Ateta is trying to assemble a good team before he can introduce world-class individuals in order to, tar- to turn that team into like a world-class beating side. So I think right now, especially uh, obviously with, with, uh, with people like Aubameyang re-signing, um, with Lillian, your guy coming in, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can tell he's aging a bit yeah. and he's losing a bit of his pace, but... But he's got a bit of experience that, that, that we do need, that we do need. Um, and obviously, I mean, obviously, like what we said with the rumors, with the rumored uh, transfer targets, if we actually do, I think, yeah, we, we could. That also depends, especially heavily dependent on, on how the, our rivals do. If, if the Chelsea new signings can gel quickly, uh, if United keep on playing dismally like what they did against Palace, um, also, if for Tottenham, 
if Bale, if Bale and Regulon don't click, if Kane and Son don't produce like those kind of performances that they produce at Southampton, uh, Wolves also assembling a good a good squad there. You also hope that they're not as consistent. Um, but obviously, at the end of the day, you have to back yourself. And and I do I do think I, I really do think we can make top four uh, this season. Uh, if it's not top, if it's not top four, then uh, I do back the boys to win Europa League as another as another destination to to Champions League. So yeah, okay. that's my. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Winning Europa League is an option. Okay, that's interesting. That is, yeah, that is. Uh, Diggy, what's your take on that? Before I even start talking, Diggy, what's your take? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, look. You just checked me on the spot there. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm not going to lie to you. I possibly see Arsenal creeping into the top four simply because um, I look at Man United and there's no dig to Man United fans. Please, to any listeners, Man United fans, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling in or not. I'm just, I'm just saying how I'm seeing it. <laughs> so... Let's look at Man United. Of course, they've got a good starting eleven, but then there's still there's still more pressing matters in their team. They don't have a a DM. They need a left back. They need a right mid, and they've only signed Van der Beek. And by the looks of it, they're not going to sign all those players in those positions. So that's already um, a doubt of them making top four. They're still favourites, but that's a doubt. Spurs. Suppose the thing is that they're inconsistent. That's the thing I taught them. Like last weekend, they, they won 5-2 against Southampton. But the previous weekend, they lost 1-0 against Everton. So it's like that inconsistency. So And with Arsenal, it's like you look at all these teams and then you look at the other teams, Chelsea's Liverpool, Man, Man City, who have spent money on top-quality players. Those are the teams that are nailed for the top four. But then you look at the fourth place, it's, it's quite difficult to predict. So... I would say I'll put Arsenal there because they look more, I wouldn't say stable, but they look like they're going in the right direction and they know what they want to do. It's just a matter of how the teams around them perform and whether Arsenal can get the business that they need to get done. And like what Musa said, um, if teams don't um, don't perform, if you're um, Tottenham, Man United, Chelsea, all these teams um, slack off and they don't perform. It could be an opportunity for Arsenal. So, yeah, um, I, I do agree. Arsenal do have a chance of making top four. Europa League, I don't know. Arsenal have this thing about not European nights are just not for Arsenal or North London teams. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't know about that one, though. But, in terms of just direct top four, I think Arsenal. Oh, I honestly think they are dark horses to make to make the top four. Okay, I, yeah, like y- y'all are speak uh, y- y'all are y'all are speaking facts. Like from from both sides, I hear that like um, Musa is saying that um, Arsenal are going to find a way to jump into the Champions League next season. Like, whether it be winning the Europa League or... Which would be their first European trophy, by the way. That is huge. Like, that's not that's not something to play about. Because as soon as that happens, like, as soon as that happens, you've made, you've made the... 
the the millennial step over Spurs. Like Arsenal already is a bigger club than Spurs, but then yeah, it will like that millennial step so that everyone now knows, and that's that's a huge step to take. So as an Arsenal, if I was an Arsenal fan, I would rather be pushing towards Europa League, get that European trophy, get the fans happy, get a new trophy in the cabinet type of thing. That's what I'll that's that's the kind of logic that I'll be using. At the same time, I'm also looking at Simba's point of view. He's correct to say that, like, Arsenal are dark horses. Like, Musa, you pointed it out. Like, most season, most clubs have to have, like, bad seasons. For example, like, Werner and them have to have a bad season. Um, the Portuguese uh, connection and Wolves must also, like, falter. Um, Everton's combination of Alan to Kuhn. And Andre Gomez have 38 bad games, type of thing. And yeah, so much is going on. Because, like, I just realized that, like, Carlo Ancelotti, like, sorry, I'm like going on a tangent here, but like, Carlo Ancelotti has, like, actually got a good team. Wolves has always had a good team. And those are people that, like, are fighting for Europa. Arsenal have a quite good team, but a good manager in my opinion now with Arteta so it's just like yeah there's gonna be a dogfight for not even leave Champions League spots alone talk about Europa spots even like everything is just gonna be dog for every team that wants a top six spot so yeah to say that so if you ask me are Arsenal going to get Champions League this season obviously I hope not but it's possible for the fans just for the bands. For the, uh, we just love it. Just, like, <laughs> honestly, ah, perfect season is Arsenal finishing, like, sixth and Obama Yang not getting Champions League football. That's, ah, that is quality for me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. that's, that's high key what I'm expecting or hoping, or hoping for, rather. But, yeah, like, speaking of Obama Yang, like, this one, this one's going to be a bit, a bit nitty gritty. We're going to, get some hot takes on this one but like yeah in terms of strikers and world football in fact i'm not even going to limit it to strikers because that's going to that's going to like limit the conversation itself in terms of Aubameyang as a player as a forward yeah there's a forward where do you think he ranks in the world for me yeah that's that that's that's straight for you we want we want the agendas to come through <laughs> Wow. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, for me, Oba, the only striker right now who competes with them, I feel like, is Lewandowski. And pure strikers. Okay, we can't even say he's pure because at Arsenal, the way he's getting his goals, he's getting it from the left wing. So I'll That's say awesome. probably as a forward. Right now, I'd rank him, I'd rank him top, top 10, to say the minimum. Right now in current form, and what he's done from Dortmund uh, up until up until he's got into Arsenal, top goal scorer in almost every season in uh, in, uh, in the Bundesliga, top goal scorer in almost every season that he's been here at, uh, here at Arsenal, and in the league, I'm sure only Lewandowski, Ronaldo, Messi. I think there's a fourth person. Who've scored like more league goals, so that only shows you where where Oba is. And obviously, the eye test, 
the eye test in terms of a player is always the best to judge, but obviously Oba is backed up by stats. That's another thing. So uh, Oba definitely. So as you can see, obviously with my rule of thumb, ruling out other guys, you can see Man is probably number five there um, in terms of forwards. I don't. I don't see many Kane no. Uh, Werner, no. Um, Aguero's got a chat. Aguero's got Aguero's got a chat. Yeah, if you um, didn't mention Aguero, we're actually going to fight. Like we were actually <laughs> going to have a few problems. <laughs> Aguero's got a chat. You see, that's that's those are the type of players who you're trying to compare your forwards to. Um, obviously, there's Salah. Salah as well. He's not your prettiest player, but he's within the chat as well as a forward because he gets the yeah. goals. Yeah, the only one that's ever since ever since he's been with Oba when he started. I think they're neck and neck in terms of in terms of goals. So that's another guy. But for me. In terms of what he delivers, especially with the lack of service, with with the with the lack of the world, let me say world class players. As I said, we have good players, but we don't have the world class players, the guys who've gone and done all the guys that are going to do it, or we don't have them yet, or we're building that. And with Obama not scoring that amount of goals, with with less service, I think just just speaks volume. So. And with less chances, less chances created for him. So I think, yeah, Oba, number five, number five, yeah, number five behind all those, behind Messi, Ronaldo, um, behind Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, and yeah, in terms of consistency and what they brought to the table, and we thought, yeah, definitely Oba, Oba five. Five, okay. So we started at top ten. Finished at fifth. Simba, what's your take? Ooh, Japanese Jamie Vardy. Ah, yes. <laughs> this mandem. This mandem. Nah, I honestly rate Obama. In fact, why did I say rate him? I love Obama. Like, he's just, he's just that striker who can play off the left. He can play up top. He's just that guy. You, wherever you play him up in your, across the attacking lines, He's going to guarantee you goals. That's just him, and he's just that guy that, with, with whatever team he goes to, he's going to improve them. And like I remember, in January we were linked to him. This was before the FA Cup final when they were saying Aubameyang was twerking for for Chelsea and he wanted to come to Chelsea. So and the thing he could have possibly <laughs> left in without exactly. Ateta, could have probably seen him at Chelsea and it's a chat. Exactly, it's a chat. Exactly. It's- have left and he would have improved us a lot. But Bamanga is just that guy that, as I said, he would improve any team. So in ranking him in the world, that's actually, I would actually kind of, I would agree, I would say maybe fifth, if it's forward players, or in fact, no, let me say top 10. Um, I think fifth is a bit too high, but yeah, I think forward players, I would rank him top 10 because yeah they, I don't think in the Premier League he is definitely top 3 or even top 4 forwards so in the world definitely top 10 I don't think there's anyone else that's 
that could actually compete. Maybe Lewandowski, the, the serial killers, the, the cold-blooded murderers, the Lewandowski's, Messi's, Ronaldo's, ETC, those guys, those type of guys. But yeah, um, I would say top 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, top 10. Now I'm with that. I also wouldn't put him first. But, like, I'm actually just trying to deep it. I'm actually trying to deep who I would put in front and maybe fifth is not that much of a stretch. Come to think of it, like, he is a quality player. And you know the thing I was thinking about, like, you know the last Arsenal player who was really good at striker and left wing? Uh, Alexis. Yay! <laughs> Thierry Henry. Oh, Get snap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also reps 14. Like, it's actually kind of scary. The only thing that's different is their play styles. Musa was already on it. Like, he saw he was like, Thierry. Because, like, yeah. (laughs) It's it's actually quite uncanny. But, like, yeah, if if they did not play, if they played the same, that would have been, like, really scary. But, yeah. Um... In terms of stats, like, yeah, like what Musa was saying, like the eye test, in terms of stats, right, Thierry and Obamang should be kind of similar, but, yeah, that would just, like, I feel like that would be, like, disrespect towards Thierry, firstly. <laughs> but, yeah, like, there's, there's so much to consider, because, like, it's not like Obamang is, I mean, he is a pure goal-getter, but I have seen him lay a few assists using his threat to lay a few assists like it's not it's it's something that's important in the game and it's something that we should respect and yeah i feel like obama if anything is going to have his rank perhaps increased because he's going to have like a plethora of options to get him the ball like william with low crosses sibios is back um, Gwenduzi, if he decides to play football, um, okay. yeah, he's he's got a he's got a cast around him. I just feel sorry for like a zit, but like yeah, that's another guy who has to, yeah, who who might have to look for a new club. But I think he should have gone to Juve when Juve was pressing on him, because yeah, you know, with Laka, with Laka, there's. There's a player in there. Um, Because I think he's the type... For me, when I think of similar players to to Lacazette, I think of Firmino. And he's he's one of... In terms of a profile of a player, I think of Firmino. And he's he's that type of guy who's who's a bit selfless in... In this play, which is what I think also like kinda because man man at Leon was very was very predatory and mm-hmm. obviously got his name. Yeah, you know, obviously up during this time up there with Obamiangs and whatnot, scoring 30 goals in the league. And I'm like, who's this guy? I mean, Lacazette finally is getting his consistency in the league. Now he can probably come and play Prem football. He comes in and he wasn't doing too badly. I mean uh, goal contribution a season will be above 30, 30 goal contribution. That's like fifteen goals and and, and 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 more than ten assists. And that was him. I mean, obviously before the form, the dip in form, obviously with 
with Wenger leaving and Unai coming in. He actually did quite well with, with Unai, but I think with him, I think Ateta will be trying to probe him, especially now, because I think he still got it in him. So obviously, as Arsenal fans, I mean, we're obviously going to be patient with him. This, this probably being his last season, especially with a good coach, mm-hmm. uh, who's known to get the best out of his forwards, especially at City. We're all, we, all know, we all know that, obviously, he was the one that, that brought Sane and, and, and Sterling to do what they do, especially in terms of the goals that they're now scoring. So hopefully, that happens with, with Lampard. I see. Because we know what... You know, we know he can finish. I mean, obviously now he he was obviously struggling with confidence in front of goal and and all those things. Even Oba giving him a few penalties just to keep it going. But I mean, in the season where he can do job, he can. So yeah, I mean that's my take on just obviously a bit of patience. I mean, he scored one goal so far. He scored two, two goals, two and two, and that's which is something. Not bad. Yeah, which is not consistency so let's see over these 38 38 games as i said we're still in the process but i'm the players you can tell that the players back themselves and he looks like he's backing himself as well so so yeah a bit of time for for, for mr luck yeah okay i'm with that yeah um willing to give him a bit more time to adjust because at the end of the day it's Arsenal and Chelsea kind of have the same thing where new systems are being brought in. So people are still trying to find out where they are in the said new systems. So, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe it's a good decision for him to stay put, find out where he is. For all we know, maybe there's going to be like some crazy concoction where William plays on the right, like a striker, and yeah, Obama on the left. Um, Nicholas Pepe playing drums on the bench. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> let me not. Let me not. <laughs> He's coming so hey, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, Musa, like, honest opinion, do you think 72 mil is a good price for that end? I don't. He has to think about it. <laughs> he has to think about it. <laughs> yeah. uh. Now, listen, there's no shame, dude. Chelsea bought Morata, drink water for 40 mil, Bakayoko for 40 mil. It happens. Oh, it happens. I don't think, okay, to be honest, I don't think the 72M was a true reflection of, I mean, in terms of what he did, definitely. Okay, what people think is, obviously, when you have such a good season, especially if, like, what, like your stats and are up there with Messi and Immobile in terms of your goals and contributions in the league, I mean, clubs do have to get the most out of that and, and sell you for a ridiculous amount and the thing is, we all we all wanted this guy. No lie, uh, mm. Chelsea, United. Yeah, we also wanted him. I remember. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Sorry to oh, cut you off. So just sorry to cut you off a bit. I'll, I'll admit before anything gets directed at me that I wanted Nicholas Pepe. So, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I know you guys were watching highlight reels on YouTube like, hey, who's this guy? Exactly. Um, and the thing is, the eye test, especially if you, if you watch like a few games in, the, in, uh, in I think, uh, in, the, in the league, uh, well, just to, just to, just to, just to, just to see, just to actually see what he's about. I mean, you would have been like, okay, I'm actually like a bit excited. Like, but obviously now, that's the thing with players that do have one season, especially if you go into the Prem, that price tag puts so much pressure. And I think that's, and from what I've seen in his character, he's not a guy who, 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 who kind of works with the back against his wall, especially like, in, so I think he's still finding his feet in terms of trying to be consistent. But we've seen in games, mm-hmm. like this guy, this guy can, he can produce special moments, but it's not consistent. So I would say definitely the 72, the 72M ain't worth it to its full value. But I, there is a special player in there. Just, it's just a matter of case if he can produce consistency and the amount of goals needed. Because even his first game against Liverpool, I thought the next game he would boom. Because Van Dijk and Robertson weren't seeing, they weren't seeing him that game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's true. I really thought he was going to then, but obviously then it, it, it went... It just went on a, it just went downhill, guys. So uh, it went sideways. That, but that's how the border goes. That's how, that's how it is. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, in terms of a signing, like in terms of a signing, put the money away. Pepe is not a bad signing, but the money, like that price no. tag, is what put him under fire. Because like, I think if, if he had a decent season, Arsenal bought him for maybe thirty mil. That would have been like, for what he's done, I think 30 mil, maybe 40, just to stretch it a little bit. But like, yeah, 30 to 40 mil would have been all right. Totally. So, yeah, like, huh? Yeah, we went on a tangent about Nicholas Day. Um, but yeah, like, well, the winger that I actually wanted to talk about was a winger who is common to both of us. Uh, that snake. <laughs> the silver, William, right? Like, um, obviously, he went and followed his Brazilian counterpart, David Luiz, another snake. You're actually quite a few of these guys, but yeah, um, when, when, tell me about like not, not just the rumors, but like when he actually signed, like, what, how did you feel about that signing? Uh, for a free, I was I was actually quite excited. I was like, True. obviously Chelsea is not a guy who got like uh, like a lot of consistent game time. We all knew that. We all watched him, but he was a quality player, especially uh, in those games. Cl- in the clutch, I, I think Christmas Christmas period and end of season. Yeah, Christmas period and end of season. You knew. Willian would give you clutch performances there. And for us, Arsenal, I think we look, we kind of, we kind of said, okay, fine. If this guy uh, isn't going to renew his contract and, and he's he, obviously he's, he's at the, at the twilight of his career. Um, 
But obviously, at the back end of this last season, arguably your best player or one of your two best players, Pulisic and and Willian after the after the the the, the Corona thing. Yes, true. Uh, so we thought, okay, fine, with the free, and if if a guy is gonna do this on a free, and obviously in the twilight of his career, if he's able to just do this at least for like a season and get us into champs, I mean that's perfect. That that was really perfect. Um, and if there's any losses, uh, guys can really cut their tie. And I, and I think obviously, I mean the wages have obviously been made a, a lot more clear, and it's definitely not two hundred k as. <laughs> People were saying, Yeah, I remember when the 200k rumors came out. <laughs> ah, we thought we thought we all did William hit a lick. Uh, nah, dude, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, definitely not 200k. I mean, I think around 120, 130, uh, which is which is decent. Obviously, he he kind of deserved that. I mean, especially with his performances showing at least I, I can give you something. I mean, at Arsenal, he's he started off pretty well, three assists. I mean, with the recent games, uh, he hasn't been been added, but he's got moments, and moments can turn into into a run. True, and really hopeful. Um, but yeah, he is a good. You can see he can definitely do something in the final third, assist, cross. So yeah, definitely for a free. Um, I'm definitely. With, with Willian on our side as 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 pro- possibly or probably a key player in in within the next within the next season, short term. Yeah, short term. Yeah, I agree with that. He's um he's a class act. I'm, I, he's guaranteed to play well against Tottenham. I'll give you that. Like guaranteed. Ah, North London <laughs> job is lit. That's perfect. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, dude, like William, William against Tottenham is just, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Messi, bro. Ronaldinho, like everything combined, that guy is dangerous. But yeah, like, obviously, um, Chelsea is like a financial team, so losing William on the free was a bit painful. But especially to someone who was such a servant to the club, like I think he yeah. was, and he was one of those where. You know, like there's that quote, especially it goes it goes really well in football where they say it's either you die a hero or you live long enough to be a villain. And I think William was slowly turning into a Chelsea villain, despite him performing decently. Like for example, like you were saying, like the two best performers going forward were for Chelsea were not Tammy, but Pulisic and William. Like this, despite yeah. William being that guy for Chelsea. Like you could just see that, like okay, some some hate feelings were creeping in. Him and Pedro, everyone wanted him and Pedro out, like servants of the club, and everyone was just feeling the rebuild, which is not a bad thing. But yeah, like just the way that the the fact that he left on a free, everyone understood the situation. I'm sure he, I'm not sure if he's gonna get booed, for example. Like, like let's say if the fans are back, I don't think he would be booed. Um. So yeah, like I think on on a business aspect, Arsenal won, and in terms of getting the player itself, Arsenal won. Like um, uh, Simba will tell you that I valued William very much as a player. Now I don't like him anymore for obvious reasons. But yeah, <laughs> like, you, already, you already know the agendas. Dude, 
Can't wait for William to have a bad game, bro. I'll be all over Twitter. Yeah, y'all won't recognize me, I promise. There was one thing that killed me on Twitter. I think against West Ham, they were like, William used one of his good... Against Fulham, he used only one of his good good game chip cards, dude. I was dead. <laughs> I was dead. I was finished. Because West Ham, yo, man wasn't added. I think, I think Chelsea fans the most is that, like, I think William's first corner for Arsenal... It went over the first man. And that is what Chelsea fans have been screaming for ever since William arrived, dude. Like, <laughs> they've <laughs> been hitting the first man. And all of a sudden, at Arsenal, he does it properly, dude. Ah, that was actually painful. When I heard that, I was like, nah, this, this isn't real. What time, man. bro? We are crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's what happened. That's what happens when you move to greener pastures. Ah, uh, you, yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what? You see that? You see, this is this is where I'm going to stop right here before we end up going into another deep argument where we then end up saying, "But oh yeah, let's finish on this." Actually, let's finish on this. I feel like this is this is something that is controversial enough to stop it on. Do you think who do you think is going to finish above who this season, Musa, between Arsenal and Chelsea? Come on, bro. How can you ask such a question, though? <laughs> no, he's sticky. He's sticky. Wait, let him, let him talk. Let him talk. Uh... I definitely know, uh, us guys, we do not fear you. And there you go. You see, this is what I was talking about, Simba. Let him talk. <laughs> we do not fear you. Uh... <laughs> and. I think for you guys, the problem, the problem, obviously, that we are all hoping for is that your new signings do not gel. Okay. Team chemistry doesn't, doesn't creep in because definitely you are, you, you are a good side. That I won't lie. That you are a good side. But in terms of what we're hoping for, I mean, we're hoping that your new signings don't gel. But even if they do gel, I still believe we will finish above you. There we go. I do, I do think with Arsenal, I do think with Arsenal, they wanted more. And obviously, Target is definitely top four. And obviously, with, with them reaching, I think obviously, maybe a slight Target it would obviously be the title. Obviously, that, that'll be them, the players at theater talking to each other in the dressing room and whatever not. But obviously, as fans, being realistic, obviously a bit, maybe just top four. But obviously, I mean, with Chelsea, we come in with a bit more momentum in the season. And I think we wanted more. And I generally think with the, with the philosophy and the way the teams play, Especially, let's say, if all if all goes well, everything balanced, rule, everyone gets their targets, or I really do think we will finish above you guys. There we go, and there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, to everyone who's listening to this podcast. Musaminto has come out and said that Arsenal will finish above Chelsea. 
And yeah, um, before I let Simba go on his rant, I think we'll actually just stop here because, yeah, we will actually spend the whole night. I'll let you guys argue out in your DMs because, yeah. Um, I feel like... No need to the rant. I've got the black book. You see, it's a big My man has got his notebook out coming to write it down is. every single thing that Musa has said. He's probably going <laughs> to listen to this. He's probably going to listen to this more than more than the viewers and and the listeners so yeah guys um if you've come this far thank you very much for listening um this might conclude our what to expect uh from the talk clubs but uh we never know as soon as we might find one of them plastic city fans and yeah we'll, we'll move from there <laughs> city fans are joking please don't come for me but yeah um, <laughs> thanks again thank you so much for coming to the pods and talking to us about arsenal obviously like like i said we've actually i don't know about simba but i've learned a bit more about how arsenal works and mentalities we and yeah it's just it's just good to hear from someone who's inside there may be a bit of bias here sure but then that just brings out more facts so yeah thank you for pulling through, taking your time to talk to us. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting me. And, uh, yeah, it's always good talking footy with the boys. And I, mean, I mean, Arsenal, uh, the, the, the third greatest club in England. I mean, Chelsea, I don't know where you guys are, but no. we're here to find you. Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. Last time, just, just, just to close, it <laughs> the last team to win a champion's Eh? Win a European oh, trophy win the in London. Oh, well, how, well, who's the third biggest club in England? Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll end it here. Like, we'll, on, we'll like, seriously, seriously end it here. Um, thank you for listening, guys. And Thanks. good night.